I was thinking um, some of the things that changed, haven't changed um, since I've been here. Um, I wasn't born into this church in the sense of I, I wasn't here from the very, very beginning. Um, when I first turned up, though, I remember this building wasn't here. Um, one of the first things that happened within weeks of me arriving here was being asked to go onto the mowing roster. Um, and one of the reasons I'm glad this building was built was because it completely wiped out the mowing roster pretty much. Well, nearly. Nearly. Yeah. But a lot of things change, right? A lot of things change in our world. And we're, some of us are, are better with change than others. But one thing we've had to come to terms with, especially in the last, well, you know, since the pandemic era anyway, is change is thrust upon us and we, are, um, we, we just have to deal with it sometimes, don't we? And it, it's a reality that we live in a world that I think cherishes that sort of transient mentality. You know, you ask someone if they can do something and they'll generally respond with, well, I'll just have to see what's happening at the time, right? We don't want to commit much to things. We love being non-committal about almost everything. It's actually rare these days to see people sort of fly their true colours, right? They, they don't want to put out their, their real colours too much. Maybe the most prominent place that it does occur where people pull on their colours, as it were, is in the sporting arena, so I asked my mate Billy, can I borrow his jersey? All right. This is, this is uh, now my jersey. Thank you, Billy. He didn't know that part of the deal. Um, I've not said why I chose that jersey. I don't have to, though. I don't have to tell you which side of the border my loyalties lie on because the moment I hold up this jersey, you know that I'm a part of the winning team. <laughs> All right? Without a single word escaping my lips when I hold up that jersey, you understand my dominance or our dominance. I can detect a note of disdain in your laughter, your jeering, on your faces. I don't have to convince you of my heritage, where I was born. I pulled on my colours and you could tell. I'm a Queenslander, all right? I'm a Queenslander. I always have been. I might die in New South Wales, but I will die a Queenslander. I always will be a Queenslander. I didn't have to tell you that, though, because even if you didn't already know that about me, when I held up my colours, you straight away knew something important about me, just by the fact that I held up my colours. I can put them on. I could have put it on. Billy, actually, I said to him, can I borrow your jersey? Of course, Billy brought his bag this morning. What was in the bag, Billy? A jersey? A scarf? A hat. He was like, put it all on, Chris, put it all on. You know? I wear that jersey or the hat or the scarf 
proudly as a symbol of my victories and your torment, all right, if you're a New South Welshman. And I do use the word symbol pretty significantly or deliberately because the reality is I personally have not defeated your team on the football field. I wouldn't last 10 minutes in a state of origin game. But when I pull on those colours, I represent with my team. So their victories become my victories. And a couple of years ago, do you remember it when New South Wales won that time? (laughs) I remember all of you were getting out your blue jerseys for the first time for ages and you're like, yeah, we're winners. Like, that was good. That was really cute. It was nice. Um, Because when our team wins and we put our colours on, all of a sudden their victories become our victories, right? And we sort of feel proud of ourselves. We walk into the office the next day or into where our school or whatever and we're like, yeah, yeah, and we, we wave our banners and it's like, we won. We didn't even play the game, all right? We just watched it on TV and told them what they were doing wrong. But maybe you're not from Queensland or New South Wales. Maybe you're from Victoria and you don't care about the state of origin at all. You like aerial ping pong. Um, Maybe you have a favourite chess team or a a cross-stitch team or something. I don't know. Um, And maybe you like pulling their colours on, but you get the gist of this, don't you? If I'm a Queenslander and I put my jersey on... I stand with the Queensland team. If you put your colours on for the favourite team that you support, then you, you identify with them. But maybe, maybe it's not football that we're talking about at all. Maybe it's not sport at all. Maybe it's not identity in anything in this world at all. Maybe we're talking about something a little bit more profound than that, something a little bit deeper than that, and certainly something a lot more important than that. A little bit later, we're going to walk up into the car park because we, we just don't have room in here today and we've got a pool set up there. It's not fancy. Probably came from Amazon. Um, big dub, actually. Big dub. All right, we filled it up with a garden hose. There's no holy water in it. Um, I'm not sure of the water quality in Raymond Terrace at the present, but it's just whatever the water is out of the tap. And we're going to see four people be baptised. And when they are baptised... In essence, what they're doing in is they're pulling on a jersey. They're pulling on their colours and they're saying, I stand with Jesus, right? And his victories are now my victories. And everything that he stands for, I stand for. And you'll be able to tell these four people are simply going to go through what is an ancient tradition and it's sometimes confusing to us as to why We do baptism like that, but there is a reason. Here is what baptism is all about. It is about pulling on your colours and saying, I'm with him. I'm with Jesus. It's about saying, his death is my death, and his victory is my victory. There's a a book of the Bible the book of Romans, if you've got a Bible with you, you can turn to it, Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read to you just a few verses to refresh your memory about something that's really important about this subject of baptism. And all four people who are being baptised, they are identifying with these words. Romans chapter 6, I'm going to read from verse 3. 
And uh, the guy that wrote this book, uh, wrote this letter to the church in Rome so many years ago, he still writes to us today. So listen to what he has to say. Romans chapter 6, verse 3, Paul says, Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him, because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So... You too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So there's a question here. Paul asks it numerous times. He says, do you not know? Do you not know? He's expecting us to grasp some really important concepts about this. So I want to just pull them out and just identify them really quickly. Back in verse 3 of what I just read out, the very first verse, he says, do you not know? Basically, that you identify with his death. When these four people go into baptism today, and anyone here today who has been baptized because they've come to know who Jesus is, and they've said, I need Christ in my life. I need him because I can't figure this life out on my own. I have a problem that I want dealt with. And it's not just the problems that we face every day. It's a problem that faces us for all eternity. And I need Christ to be a saviour for me. When you do that, and when you go into baptism, you're saying, I identify with Jesus' death. His death is my death. When your eyes were opened to the reality of who Jesus Christ is, you saw him for who he truly is, the one true and living saviour of all mankind. He's the rescuer of your soul. The moment that you bowed your knees to Jesus and you released, let's be honest, the pride that so often grips our heart that we are good enough, that we can sort this out for ourselves. When you release that and when you gave it into the nail-pissed hands of Jesus, you died, the old you. Died, And you experience a new type of life that you had never experienced before. That moment, you were baptized into Jesus. And soon, we're going to step down into some water. The whole thing is very symbolic. When your head dips under the water, and this is why in our church we we practice um, baptism by immersion, going under the water, is because it's a symbol of death. When you die... You are buried. For those four who are being baptized today, like, we will bring you back up, all right? It's not that symbolic, <laughs> right? We're going to go under the water. It's a symbol of death. 
Paul also says, do you not know, not only do you identify with his death, but you also identify with his burial. In verse 4, it says, therefore we were buried with him by baptism into his death. All right. Why did Jesus go to the grave? Why didn't he just sort of die on the cross? That moment where he died, he could have just opened up his eyes again and just said, well, I'm back. All right. He would have died. But he died and then was buried. Buried for three days. Jesus went into the grave so that his resurrection from the tomb, God's glory would have its fullest demonstration, its fullest effect. That the newness of life and dominance over death that Jesus had would have been accomplished. Jesus went into the grave so that he could defeat it. We don't need to be fearful of death anymore. We don't need to be fearful of the grave anymore. And when you identify with Christ in your salvation, and especially your baptism, that's what you do in him as well. You stand in defiance of death, and you say, death, you have no no word over me anymore. You have no sting left in your tail. Burial is meant to achieve something. Burial is the pathway to new life. And we all want that. All of us do. The whole world out there is doing everything they can to escape death and the grave. And none of us will, except in Christ. Because when you go into the waters of baptism and you identify with his death, for a brief moment, you're sort of cut off from from the air. You, You have to hold your breath, by the way. Hold your breath when you go down, all right? But you'll only be there for a moment. And it's kind of a a symbol of that grave. You're cut off from life. But you don't stay there. We'll we'll lift you back up again. And in that moment, you identify again with Jesus when he victoriously comes out of the grave. And there are angels there saying, why are you looking here amongst the dead? Jesus is alive. And there'll be people looking at your life and saying, this person is different. They've changed. That's because you've experienced new life in Christ too. And the last thing I want you to notice is that in this passage we read, Paul also says, do you not know that you identify with his resurrection? Before your breath runs out, your head will come up from the water again. You're alive, right? You died with him, you were buried with him, but you're alive with him. You've experienced new life. And right, these are the colours that you pull on. Much better than a Queensland state of origin jersey. I know that's hard to believe, but it is. A thousand times over. Better colours than any sporting team that you would support. These are the colours that these four today are going to go down to the water, be buried and rise again and come up out of the water and say, I've pulled on my colours. I am with Jesus. So, baptism is not some sort of mystical ritual that can only be attained by the super spiritual, by people who have some sort of attained, some sort of um, higher form of life. It's not some ritualistic hope of a free pass into heaven. Baptism is the earthly reality of pulling on your colours or standing in front of a crowd and saying, I'm with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's good. 
I'm with Jesus even if the path leads through death. I'm with Jesus. I'm with him in his death. I'm with him in his burial. And most importantly, I am with him in his resurrection. It's people who are saying, just like Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what baptism is about. That's one of the things that's never changed about this church. The people who first stepped out in faith to begin this church were stepping out in faith because they believed this message. And we still believe it. And by God's grace, we will always believe it. And so it's so exciting to be able to celebrate with these four people. And I want to give them a chance to maybe just share something briefly, a little bit about their story before we all get up. The last thing we're going to do really is, Tim will tell us what to do shortly, but we're going to hear from these folks about a little of their story, a bit of their story of faith or what we sometimes call a testimony. And then when we're done, we're going to actually get up as a church and go outside and celebrate and watch them pull on their colours. As they're telling their stories, I want you to reflect on your story. Maybe, maybe you have at some point in your time said, you know what, I want to stand with Jesus. And you've given your heart to Christ. You've, you've seen your need for him, but you've never pulled on your colours like this. And I want to challenge you. Why are you waiting? Mm. Right? Grab your jersey out and pull it on and say, I'm standing with Jesus. Mm. But maybe you never have done that. Maybe you're here this morning, you're thinking, I've never ever really even considered standing with Jesus. Then please can I encourage you. Listen to their stories. Their story, even though the details might be different, could be your story too. That you too might pull on your colours and say, I need to stand with Jesus as well. If that's something that you'd like to pursue, then I encourage you. Talk with someone that you know from this church or from a church that you know loves Jesus and find out more about what it means.